What is up, y'all? I'm Moni, and you're Mixing with Moni. Okay, welcome to a special bonus episode of Mixing with Moni, where I'm combining the same hot takes of me and my friends and putting it with some new, fresh content you don't usually hear about on here, because we can all stand to mix it up every now and then. So sit back, sip, and enjoy. Hello, 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 all you beautiful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni, okay? Thank you so much for coming back. I'm so happy to be releasing another episode, a bonus episode. I don't know what to call this. We're just going to call it a bonus episode, but it doesn't feel like extra material. It feels like mm, just good, fun material, and I'm very excited to be having Danny Pellegrino, the icon himself, king icon legend, Mr. Iconic, whatever you want to call him, on to talk all things Housewives. We talk the trailer of New York. We talk the mid-season trailer of New Jersey that just dropped. And we talk Dallas from last week, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, ahead of the new episode, just the overall structure of Dallas, the Deandra, Mom and D, the dichotomy and the different nuances of their relationship and the mom relationships period on this show. We got also with Tiffany Moon, Brandy versus Deandra, Cafeteria Christian. What is that? Well, let's talk about that. Um, and, and what's giving and what's not. He's very honest. That's one thing I love about Danny. He's honest about his opinions and his thoughts on everything even though he interviews all these people and he talks to all these housewives, he still has great opinions and he isn't trying to play it safe. He just wants the best for him and for us as viewers, which is just good, good content. Okay. So we get into that, what a good housewife is, what it looks like to be on TV and doing this job. And even some really hot takes coming about Atlanta, Marlo. Uh, Stephanie on oh, Dallas a lot. Okay. He has great, great opinions. And I think it'll be really fun to get some new perspectives and yeah, let's get into some hot topics, some trailers, some Dallas and so much more coming up next. Danny Pellegrino. Y'all as promised, I'm here with another extra special episode an iconic one, you could say, with the host of Everything Iconic, Danny Pellegrino is here, the king of pop culture, and I am so excited to just be shooting the shit and talking all of the Bravo tea, Housewives tea, and everything in between with him. Thank you so much for coming. Hi, love. I'm so happy to be here, and we do have a lot to talk about. I mean, there's a lot going on right now oh, uh, that we need to break down. Oh, yeah. my God. There are so many things happening. I normally, like I've said on my podcast before, I normally cover hot topics on the Patreon, but there is just so many things going on. I feel like everybody else is like, kind of like, you know, maybe slowly getting back into their life and kind of going back to like the normalcy of things. But Bravo is like, we don't quit. We're just, no, I know. is still going. I was just talking to someone who's last time we talked, I think it was when The Bachelor was on and I was watching yeah, yeah. it and we were talking about that. And uh, that was sort of like a, a slow period of Bravo because there was like maybe one or two months where, mm -hmm. you know, they pushed Potomac back and things were sort of up in the air. But then I feel like it was a very brief period and then they just ramped up production. So now we're, we're still yes. getting like 100 shows and that we didn't really get much of a break, but there was like a tiny little 
breathe. Yeah, they needed to like recalibrate, figure out how they were going to film. And I think as soon as they were like, so we can get our hands on tests, put them all in a room with liquor and that's all we need. And then it right. was like off to the races. And we've been now with Atlanta at least like traveling ever since. We're on oh, our yeah. second cast trip in one season. It's been- There's like, no COVID in Jersey. They don't even have a, uh, there's no COVID there. It's just, uh, <laughs> I watched the mid season trailer and I'm like, oh, there's just not, they're not even, they're not even trying anymore with it. Yeah, it's so crazy because my roommate's from New Jersey and let her tell it because we live in Georgia currently. She's like, Jersey's so locked down and it's just so strict and I need more freedom. And I'm looking at the TV like, which Jersey? Is there, is there a different <laughs> one? Is, are you in old Jersey and this is new Jersey? Like which Jersey is the Franklin Lakes? So there's strict. that's the one that's not strict, I guess. Um, right. You know, on some level, angel devil, I guess like the the devil part of me is like, okay, at least I don't have to worry about it when I'm watching, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, oh, you could okay. kind of zone out. I do think they should be a little bit better about it, but uh, at least I'm, I'm, it feels more like traditional housewives, but all of the shows, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I feel like all of the shows have dipped in quality a bit. And of course we have to give them some leeway because they have been doing it during this pandemic period, but all the shows have dipped a little bit for me. Yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, I'm looking at Atlanta, like, obviously this is not one of the greatest, most like insane seasons of Atlanta ever. And I think that it's crazy because your first season without Nene, so like that whole argument of like, is she the show or not? And I'm like, oh, well, we've done it before without her. We'll do it again. But then here we are doing it again. And you can't even have 90% of the things that you want, which is like, you know, we can't travel abroad. We can't do a lot of things. So it's very difficult. We have 50,000 friends of on Atlanta currently. So many new people. And throwing in any, any, new, any new people, it's going to be an adjustment period too. And right. with Atlanta adding so many new peer, people, as well as sort of elevating the friends of that have been around previously, you know, they're getting people like Shamia and Marlo, I feel like are getting more screen time than ever. So it is a little yes. bit different chemistry this season. Marlo got a whole confessional this week. She had a confessional look. It, it resonated with me. It was giving me very much so like Morticia meets like millennial. Like it was giving me like an updated modern Morticia. And I was really into it. I actually thought Marlo looked great. I am curious if for people who really want Marlo to have a peach, I too really want Marlo to have a peach. We've talked about before whether and like why or she hasn't had one or not yet. I will say her confessional and her conversation with Portia made me a little leery on whether or not she should have a peach. I didn't love the way the conversation went after the Zydeco dance um, class. <laughs> the Zydeco where... dance class. <laughs> <laughs> where she was like, well, and Marcia's like, Portia is explaining herself and her feelings and Marlo's responses, but was it true? And I'm like, wait, no, like, wait a minute. Is this one of those, like, those things that are so coveted and we want it for so long that when you will it, all of a sudden. Yeah, no, I'm sort of happy. I, I As much as I love and worship Marlo, and love. I just read somewhere, and forgive me, this could be a made up quote that I just dreamed up, but I think she gets paid really well. So it's like, I feel like as long as she gets paid really well, she gets to come in and just be really fun right. and spice up the scenes. And to me, 
that would for as a cast member i think that would be the best of both worlds because she doesn't have to release all of the information of her private life and she gets to come and be the star of the show and we all love marlo so i i don't even think she really needs the peach i i'm i I love her i think as long as she's getting paid and she clearly doesn't need the money she's running out her clothes to other people so um there's that and then it's like you know she doesn't have to show up specifically for certain things or be as you know committed and i think that's really great but also she just took on these two young boys who have had really incredible things happen to them and by incredible I do not mean great I mean literally like unbelievable things happen to them with their mom and mental health and having to call their aunt in distress and things like that and I think that she's just trying to give them a little bit of sense of normalcy and parading cameras through the house is actually not going to give them that because I've got a lot of people even in my dms talking about whether or not Drew should have put her son on TV to talk about his dad. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like yeah. that. I, yeah, I, I love Drew, but I felt uncomfortable. I felt like the kid didn't want to talk about it. Obviously, he said that on camera, but also it just felt uncomfortable to me. Yeah, and I, that's a lot of pressure, you know, for a child to go, to go through that, especially when you're talking about things that are very important. And if she's not going to talk about her, you know, the, where her money comes from and the men that she could or could not be dating of different ages and things like that, and if they're married or not, what else would she be able to talk and film about full time if not her family life? And I feel like that could be a bit much for them as they're literally trying to build normalcy. So yeah. I don't I'm know. Ha- I think she's doing I'm great. happy as long as Marlo's in all of the group scenes. Like yes. I, I just want her in every single group scene. I want her to have the confessional to comment on all of the ridiculousness. You know, that's the biggest void I feel with Nini is the confessionals because I always felt like she uh she had such a great energy in the confessionals to me and mm-hmm. she would give us such great sound bites. And obviously she's I think the most memeable of housewife or one of one of the most memeable we've ever had and so that's where i'm most missing nini's presence because i think for the past couple years she was checked out quite a bit in terms of like the group scenes and stuff but Mm -hmm. i felt like we can always rely on her to give a a a good confessional so i need someone i need a little bit more i know porsche is great in a confessional too and kenya really like is shady and wonderful in a confessional but I, I don't know, I'm missing a little bit of that Nini energy in a confession. Yeah, no, they're all great. That's the one thing about Atlanta. They, as an ensemble cast, they really do work really well at their jobs. I think they're all fantastic. I do think that Marlo has given me a little bit of that Nini energy, which is why they were so close, which is why they were friends. They had great energy of feeding off of each other. They were very akin to each other. And Nini's energy in a confessional, y'all already know my favorite episode of Atlanta is literally her because of her confessional. When we were first introduced to Phaedra and she's making breakfast for Apollo and like these bedazzled mascara eyelashes things. And all you hear as she's trying to be like this perfect housewife is Nini going, Apollo is a criminal and Phaedra is a lawyer. And I don't know <laughs> if maybe they meant that way. And I'm like, <laughs> it's the narration, it's the shade, it's the, I wasn't she expecting was so good. that. It's just, she she was so i i don't think i appreciated that part of her until i've sort of looked back and i've been watching some Mm. old episodes and i'm like oh man she really was good in those confessionals i think she was better than you know people say bethany was really good in confessionals and she was but i i think nini in a confessional was maybe the best i agree i actually have said many times and i liked bethany on housewives i think the bar in new york is very low though but i always thought that nini was the most memeable housewife of. In what do you make of all the new york stuff with heather and leah and all that Ooh. stuff going on in the press do you know what i'm talking about right i do of course know what you're talking about and there's so much happening there it's rumored that heather stopped filming because of a feud ongoing with leah and 
Leah has made some statements, some claims of like, she did not stop filming because of me, but at the same time, I don't like bullshit and I don't, here's 15 reasons of why Heather is bullshit. And so I'm like, so she may or may not have actually stopped filming because of Leah. And what's crazy is that, and some people have like kind of already wanted to take a side and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it does seem like we'll have a season with New York. I feel I've never loved Leah as an individual. I always said she was great for Housewives of New York. I think this will prove me very right that she, I think she's definitely at least the quote unquote wokest cast member on that show. Um, and that there, the, but the, the, the bar was always low for right, that. Right, I was just going to say the bar, that bar is low too. Ramona, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, sort I mean, of turning back around on Ramona and I, that's a character flaw in me because I okay. started, I started to hate Ramona last season mm-hmm. and then I'm watching the trailer and for some reason, and it's disgusting of me. And again, it's something I'll talk about with my oh, therapist, but I'm me. like, but I'm like, oh, am I, starting to am I gonna like like her again I don't know I'm not saying well, I am I'm just saying I'm that little seedling is in my head and I'm like uh-oh like am I gonna start liking Ramona again what drew you in was it the question of whatever happened to class and elegance because that yeah. I have to admit that made me cackle I was on the floor like who's talking Ramona right. didn't you just like shit the bed like last year like I'm so <laughs> Like you clogged the toilet, something happened. Like I'm like, should, they should have in Cartagena. They, yeah. um, they did. Uh, yeah, I think it was that last speech that kind of did it for me. It's how the trailer ended, <laughs> and she was dressed as Audrey Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn. And I, uh, yeah, I think that was that was the inkling. Again, I'm not saying I'm fully. I'm not excusing her uh, abhorrent behavior, but I. Yeah, there was a seedling planted, but I'm going to be, uh, this season's going to be tough for me because I love Heather Halla, Mama Thompson. And uh, I, it's going to be tough to see that with Leah. And I've heard a lot of mm-hmm. things, you know, I I was on Heather's show and she was on mine and I, I you know, heard and heard things and yeah. we'll see how it plays out. Listen, I, I actually think Leah and Heather are kind of cut from the same cloth. I think they're just two different, two different generations of the same kind of woman like I've, i my, thought they would have right i thought they would have gotten I thought along they would have been friends that. like yeah. my one of my major critiques of leah has always been you know her emphasis that she's like kind of like created slash invented this idea of like streetwear for women and you know and so many amazing uh people of color designers um, you know, they're and they're uh, they're still alive. So and I'm like, how can you create anything in the 2000s in fashion? It doesn't make sense. Like it, it's not really nothing was that innovative in the 2000s for fashion purposes that you could create an entire new genre, especially when it was invented by people who are not working for you with you or like anything of the like. But at the same time, Heather was also the one who told us famously that she could kind of like talk gangsta because she like worked with P Diddy. And I was like, so when did the FBI classify him as a gangster? I just want to know, like, like, (laughs) just want to know, like, what does that even mean? And you know what, but here's the thing, if I took it in fun then, which it's not fun, but it's like an eye roll. It's like, to me, I thought they would hit it off. It'd be great. And go back and forth with the holla this and a yo that. And I thought it would be great, but I guess I was, both of them are like, there's only room for like one urban white woman on this cast. And it is me. (laughs) I mean, at the very least, I'm hoping at least we get good TV out of it. At the very least. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've always said, like, I love New York because 
91% of the time their fights and their ridiculous elitism has nothing to do with me. And it doesn't attack me as a working class person, as a black person, barely as a woman. Like it's new, usually they're just rich, absurd white women of an older age attacking each other. And I'm cool with that. That's yeah. actually great television and I'm here for it. And that's one of the reasons why I've always thought New York is kind of superior to so many other And shows. New York's just got a, it's got a more comedic bent to it than any of the mm-hmm. other franchises. So there's, oh, it, uh, they call that like the Bravo wink, right? Where it's like Bravo's mm-hmm. winking at us in the editing. And I feel like they do that the most on New York. So uh, even if the, they're acting terribly on New York, I feel like the Bravo editors are giving us that wink and and making fun of them yeah. for us. So we can we can kind of sit back and just enjoy it because at least if the cast members are going to call each other out, at least the Bravo editors are going to call them out. Do you are you going to miss Dorinda? Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I and that's controversial. I know people said she uh, was terrible last season and I agree I think she said things that were just so below the belt the turkey baster comment there were things that were just terrible that she said but I am gonna miss her and I would have liked to see her that play out you know I think oftentimes we go on a roller coaster with these women and I think she would have come back and maybe either I I would hope learn her lesson and and try to make amends a little bit and and I think she gave us so much. So yeah, I'm going to miss her. And I know people yeah. are going to yell at me and they think that's terrible that I'm going to miss her. I mean, it's okay. Don't have to yell at me too because I actually am going to miss Dorinda. I think that she should take a couple like seasons off to redeem herself and be able to come back. I think that she But don't, is... don't you think they're not... I mean, I think that I would like her to just have a season off, but I, I worry they're not going to... I don't know. I worry they're going to go in a younger direction and then there's not going to be room mm-hmm. for her to come back. I think that they're going to do something very similar with New York and Atlanta. I've said it before on my show that I do think that that's the reason why there is 50 friends of on Atlanta. I think these nieces that there's something happening there purposely. I think it's even the reason why Ramona has felt insecure around Leah. Like this season, she's kind of embracing Leah because I think she realizes it's better to join them than to try to beat them because by them casting Ebony and I think that it just goes to show they're not getting away from that demographic. In fact, they need it. And the problem is whatever demographic they're going after, I feel like it's more centered. It's more me and my age demographic and even a little younger because we're the ones who will probably spend the time to watch it because we love to binge things anyway. But we don't want to watch Ramona. That It's yeah. hard because it's hard it's for getting, me to yeah. watch Ramona. Like It's over my head. So I'm like, I don't know. But at the same time, I love Sonia and I keep Sonia forever. I love, I think she's Sonya, hilarious. I mean, she, fits, she can fit in with the younger demographic. I think a little mm-hmm. more seamlessly than Luann or Ramona can. Cause Even she's Luann so young at heart. aging backwards in the face, but I've, oh, she looks I gorgeous. Yeah. Very weird. Now this is my controversial thing. I have a very weird love relationship with Luann because I don't hate her. <laughs> you have I a want very to... weird love relationship yes, with Luann. Because I shouldn't <laughs> love her. Like that is the thing. Like some of my, I've said it, it my very my most like the most i've ever tweeted about housewives like before i even had mixing with money or anything most i ever tweeted about housewives when was when luann was being arrested and i hate like the way that she was like so casually talking about it and everything it made me very uncomfortable as a person of color i was like this would never happen it's hard for me to even watch they're literally so flippant about it like they're acting like it's such a a trauma on her and i'm like you lived it's fine like it's okay right, right. but at the same time, I was like, I just wanted to scold her. And now these like last two seasons, I've loved her. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to, but you are fantastic. 
fantastic on that's TV what they today. that's what that's what bravo does to us though when we love someone they make us question whether we love them or not and yes. so they make us turn then we look at them like they might be the villain if we hate someone then they present them in a good light so then we question as the audience well wait do i actually like that person that's the whole show is us questioning yeah. whether or not how we feel about these people uh, is changing and that yes. makes us invested and want to watch the next week and the next week after that and so yeah we we do uh, change with these people and every time we're hating them the the housewives that we stuck stuck with the longest i think we can look back on all of them across any franchise and i think most of us who watch these shows have turned on certain people or people they hated, they then liked and then hated, you know, over the course of all of these years, mm -hmm. I think that has changed. And certainly I felt that way with Luann too. I mean, there's been seasons where I've just thought like Luann is the worst. I can't take one more cabaret mention, whatever. <laughs> and then the next season I'm like, oh, okay. I like her again. And that's yeah. how I feel about Dorinda too. And, and I think that's why I have trouble letting Dorinda go is because I think she gave us a really bad season, but I think if you look at the course of all of her seasons, she's given us more good than bad. And even in a bad season, I still think she gave us great TV. And so I just, I would have liked to see in another season. And I, I would imagine that we would have liked her again. But yeah, I mean, the Berkshires the is, is, is going to be very much so missed going to the Berkshires. I mean, listen, Luann came as Diana Ross and apparently that of all the days was the day she didn't know what color bronzer she should wear. Like of every day she wears makeup, suppose just bronzer. I'm like, okay, but like you have done your makeup before that day and you know exactly what shade you are and are not. Like, it's so very simply that. But then last year when she's crying, when she's fighting with Dorinda, she like stops outside of the house and she's like just standing on the wall like clutching her non-existent pearls like in tears like oh I'm so upset and I was like this is the best thing I've yeah, ever seen crazy. on television like it's next level ridiculousness and, and there's something about Luann's fake crying that is better than any yes. of their fake crying like when it's I so watch dramatic. Melissa when I watch Melissa Gorga sort of try to do the emotional acting like I don't believe it or I, I don't even enjoy it from like an irony way and Luann, though, I just enjoy. I'm happy if she's acting too, which is, yes. I don't know. I don't oh know. It doesn't gosh. make any sense. We're not here to make sense. We're just no. here to share feelings. Housewives, none of it makes sense. No. It's all ridiculous. Like, why did we give rich people the opportunity to tell us <laughs> like anything, like give them more money to be more ridiculous? <laughs> like, it's crazy, but we love it. Like, and that's actually a really great pivot. I wanted to talk about the mid-season trailer of New Jersey that actually just dropped today, if you're listening on Tuesday. Um, and this week, if you're not, it's, it's giving, we know we messed up. And we told y'all that Melissa was going to cheat on Joe, and but it was a prank. And we're trying to rectify that with still some dissent in a marriage that I'm supposed to care about that I never really did. I'm not going to lie, because I've always thought Joe was like a lovable misogynist. Like, he's sweet. And it's like, it's crazy because he'll say something stupid, like, you need to be in the kitchen, not singing songs, but then build her an entire like recording studio so she can record her songs from like below the kitchen like right it's, right it's it's a lot it's a lot but i are you invested in this story no of them no, no 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 okay. i'm not at all right. and i think uh it's another in a long line of i think melissa early on when she came she gave us such great tv and there were you all these do? sparks with yeah i do i think those early seasons mostly because of that sparked relationship with teresa and right, the right. joe the whole gorga dynamic it was so fascinating that christening episode one of the greatest housewives episodes of all time i think 
she's given us a lot. And Joe specifically has also given us a lot, her husband. But uh, over the past few seasons, every, we're, we're introduced to these storylines, whether it be the fake sister, the fake, am I going to have a baby again? And these storylines that just sort of fall off. They don't come to fruition. And I think this is another long line. I don't think they're actually mm-hmm. having that much of marriage trouble. There might've been, I think there might've been like a nugget of truth to that. Like I, I don't think it's completely like fabricated in the same way that maybe like, am I going to have a baby storyline was, but it's still, I, I don't believe it to be very, uh, very true. And, and I think the Melissa and Teresa stuff is tough for me because I don't, I think they do hate each other. And I think they've both gotten to the point where (laughs) I I think they're just like, okay, well, we're just gonna not fight on camera though, because we're family. So I think they've made a truce. So you, I I don't think they like each other though. So I think even Teresa is probably looking at it like, okay, this is, are we going to do this? But you know, it's a, they know they're on a show and I think it's easier for them to just keep the peace, but no. And in that trailer too, Joe is confronted by Margaret and he's like, did you say I'm a chauvinistic or something like that? What I forget what the wording was. Mm-hmm. And she's just looking and I'm thinking, do you not know that you are a little bit like, right. Is that the first time you've been called that is by one of your wife's friends. I don't believe that. I don't right. believe that. That's kind of crazy. Like, I can't believe you've made it through so many reunions and watch what happens lives and just general public appearances without someone being like, you're, you're really sweet, but you know, you shouldn't tell your wife to make you a sandwich. Like it's ridiculous. Right. Because what was the book she came out with? Wasn't it titled something like I listened to my husband or something? <laughs> oh like, my gosh. I will be looking this up right now. I know we got to figure it out because it was something along the lines of uh, like, listen to your husband. Yeah, probably because Melissa, it, 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 you know, it's, I want to. Oh, always... no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It was, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. I apologize. Love yeah, no. Italian style. Okay. Well, to be honest, that doesn't sound too much more like but, left well, the truth. And it says, uh, the secrets of my hot and happy marriage. That's the, uh, that's the subtitle of the book. Oh God. Anytime someone promotes themselves of having a happy marriage, I get very, very, very skeptical because, and and same with people who like overly posted and stuff too much, which they love to do. They love to be like, look at how cute and happy and in love we are. And we're both so sexy. And I'm like, that is great. But now you're on a show where you're letting the production kind of curate a trailer that you're having trouble in your marriage. And I was, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they're going to be addressing it because she was on Wendy Williams talking about how she and Joe were having hard times. So I was very concerned that the prank was like what she was promoting of that. Cause I'm like, then don't, that's, that is right, don't bamboozle level. us. Like, that's I know ridiculous. I was pissed about it. I, I was pissed about that. it. And I still feel like, it, but, but also we don't know that they're this isn't going to be a big deal either. Those scenes from the trailer, they're edited with music and every and reaction shots and everything. Yeah. We might feel the same way after we see those scenes actually play out. And it'll be You're like, right. oh, they had a silly fight. Like everyone has a silly fight with their significant other. So I I just worry that it's like the the main drama they're giving us with that mid-season trailer. And I just feel like it's going to flop, but maybe, I hope I'm wrong. I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be right about I wanna that. I want to hope you're wrong, but at the same time, I'm a practical person and I'm a realist. And I'm just thinking if Melissa and Joe were having real problems and that was supposed to be something that was going to be the storyline, like it was going to be in the trailer, they would have started to cut scenes and stuff around that from the beginning. That's just, it, from watching this for so long, 
they would have promoted it as that right. and we would have seen some little tiny snippets leading up to whatever big blowout they have in the van or whatever in the house and he's like we're done and you know we know they're not done we know they don't file for divorce or anything but if you're gonna make it that we would have seen that but instead they went in a direction of a fight that they're making it seem like in the mid-season trailer is now null and void like this Teresa right. and Jackie fight it, it doesn't really get mentioned in the mid-season trailer so yeah. I'm like then what was the purpose of me wasting all these episodes if there is just simply no resolve and was just like you know Jackie I think they made up years? very early I think Teresa and Jackie just sort of uh, yeah, I think even as I was watching it, I was thinking the fans were all kind of like analyzing this Jackie Teresa fight. You know, I, I remember when that episode aired, we were all looking at it like, am I team Jackie, am I team Teresa? And everyone was talking about that. But, it, uh, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I think they made up and they're fine. And they're probably mm. just looking back at this and like laughing. I don't think they're friends. Um, but, right, you know, we see from the trailer, Jackie's the one who says, oh, she's not even introducing her new boyfriend to us. And so I think that is enough. That leads me to believe that they uh, are all in a group and they're they're good. And I interviewed Margaret and Dolores too. And I sort of said like, who's not good? Or I forget the exact wording, but uh, they basically said, oh, we're, we fight like siblings, but we're all good. And we're like a family now. And I'm like, okay, so that means oh, we're, there's great. no like broken... <laughs> relationship yeah. like, like at least I, those two I think have on. made a truce or moved yeah on. I have feel like Teresa is only her attention span is so short she can only be mad at whatever's like directly in front of her like if it's happening it, it happening right then then she's upset about it which is why I've never truly taken a side in the whole thing anyway um like you know just like Potomac I, I like the shadow of the fence so I was famously team the table then Tom Hamlet from the dumpster dive podcast gave me team the couch for Jersey because they were both sitting on the couch when they had this fight and I was like great I'm team the couch so and I feel now I feel very good about it because if they made a truce then I don't really care and now we can move on I will say though I though I do like Teresa I've sided with her more in this than not but I thought Jackie's one-liners were great. I thought they were funny. When oh, she like in the- That confidence in jail, I laughed oh. very loud. Yeah, I don't know. I felt, I was a little bit more Team Teresa, which is not normally how I feel, but I, the past couple of seasons, or the past couple of episodes rather, I find myself siding with Teresa more and more. And I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. I can't I, explain so, it. Do you, it's do you like think God. that it's Joe Benigno, but I don't know his last name. Um, truly heard something or was he hearing Margaret and her friends or whatever talking about the party and whatever and he was just drunk when he said it what yeah you- I, I think that was it I think they were okay. probably around the house Margaret was talking like oh they just had this big fight on camera or something like that and that's probably what he heard and so he brought it up and I think these all of these people know how to take a little nugget of a story I feel like I'm sounding so cynical on this whole franchise but I think <laughs> all of these people know how to take a little nugget and make a meal out of it and so I think that's a little bit what happened they knew that where do you think Teresa Jackie, heard this from um I a producer I don't know I, I've heard I don't... that a few times as well I think that she might have heard it from producer because the way she introduced it it was like oh so we're all in agreement that we're talking about this right like she sounds Teresa always sounds late to the party like I hate to kind of just kind of get into the whole it's because Teresa's like not that smart but she genuinely is like late like she catches the beat very late and she just is going around like 
yeah so it's like he does stuff right like yeah we we all know because i was i was told that and everybody right we're all in agreement and i'm like what are you talking about and that's like a way of producing it a little bit but like she's like i thought it was are we all supposed to be talking about this? I was told we're supposed to be talking about Yeah, this. and and who knows? Maybe she heard like an offhanded remark or or when she was having a meeting with the producer or a friend, as she was sat down with a friend, maybe there was like a nugget of it that again was made into a bigger thing. Um, and Teresa, you know, I, I think she knows how to do her job at least like really well. And and so I do think, you know, she made, she, she got in front of that red light and she gave us some TV. And yeah, unfortunately, I, I would have been pissed too <laughs> if I was Jackie, because it's like, yes. it's, it is, that is a kind of below the belt thing. If it is just to be a storyline, which who knows? I don't know. I don't know. And at someone's party, like to me, it was time and place. Like, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with everything that, how Jackie handled it. But at the same time, I'm like, you are putting your family on this show. I don't even know what Evan sounds like. I really don't care if he's cheating on you one way or the other. I'm sorry. I don't care. Like, it's a show. Things are going to happen. And isn't it funny? We want it. We love it for like one or two episodes. And then we're like, okay, we're ready to move on to the next thing. Like, yes. As soon as they had the fight on the couch, I was cracking up. When, when she said the line about Gia, my mouth was on the floor. I was was like, oh my God. Two episodes later, I was like, we're still doing this? Really? Isn't that so funny, though? Like, I mean, it's all so ridiculous. When you really sit and think about it, it's like, yeah, this this woman was just accused, or her husband was accused of cheating, and we're like, okay, move on already, Jackie. And for them, it was like within the span of like not even a month. And so I wouldn't be over it. Like, you know, if right, neither would I. I accused my fiance of cheating, I'd be <laughs> mad for at least three years. So right. I'm like, oh, I'm over here like, you need to get over it, girl. Move like, on. Like, girl, move on. We're ready to watch yeah. about something else. Like, you know, it, he did it or didn't. Like, it's right. fine. Bring move up on. something but else. In real life, I'd be bringing it up in every conversation. Oh my God. I'm sympathizing with Jackie now. Shit. I know. Like, I know. I'd have my girls over and be like, well, you know that friend of yours. <laughs> that's why I like things. that's why I like Roni the most, though, because they have so many layers to their show. And mm-hmm. Atlanta's like this too. I like when there's like a bunch of different feuds happening. I don't like when the season's centered around one thing. I too like that. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about ooh, this Dallas episode and and what's been going on in the Dallas community because I I actually don't think this season is that bad. I think that Bravo has historically been very bad at promoting Dallas. Um, I don't ever typically see a lot of commercials or anything for it, but it's not terrible. I think it's gotten better than when we first started because we've now moved away from, you know, little things like, you know, making Tiffany be the stand-in for the entire Asian community, the largest population of people in the world. Um, You know, racist things like, I can't be myself around you and be funny because you make it hard for me to be my racist self, like little things like that. But now I actually feel like we have a little bit of something with Deandra is delivering. Is that just me? No, I feel the same way. I think the Mama D Deandra stuff is always the most compelling part of Dallas, in my opinion. And yeah, uh, a lot of politics in that family. Oh, great. I mean, it's very, it's a very dynasty kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. which I think is what Dallas should be delivering for us is these, uh, these family, this family stuff. And I would like to see more of that maybe from the other cast members or something. But yeah, I love the Mama D of it all. And I think, she, yeah, the last episode or a couple episodes ago when they had that birthday party with the snake, I think that was a really great, solid episode of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Better than a lot of the shows that are airing right now. Um, I think it's been a good season. It hasn't been like, 
I don't think there's anything that we're going to look back and be like, oh my God, do you remember that moment? You know, it but was that's so- never been Dallas. Right. <laughs> if right. we know for yeah. sure anything, we know that Dallas can be sturdy or it can be fragile, but it can never be mm. like iconic. It's not going to be great. It's just the only be episode I think that Dallas really delivered was the, uh, the Leanne behind the door, uh, you know, uh, his husband, her husband gets his dick sucked at the roundup. To me, that was like okay. the one episode that I will stick out in my head if I think of Dallas. But other than that, yeah, I agree. I don't think there was much last season. I was, was really tough to watch the Leanne of it all. And then this season, um, I think they're finding their footing, but th- there's still a lot to me, Dallas, this might be controversial too, has a lot of dead weight. Like I always love Stephanie, but I'm watching her this season and I'm kind of turning and she's, yes, she seems lovely and nice, but I'm looking at it. Like, what are we getting from her at this point? Like, yeah. She's not a good enough voice of reason to me to be the voice of reason. Also, if so many of them are not going to get into the ring and so, so many of them are going to be voices of reasons. I don't really see the point of it because I actually think Cam, I don't really necessarily love her or hate her, but I don't think she's doing, I think she's doing a better job of being the voice of reason than Stephanie because she has no problem being like kind of team anybody because she's the one usually not in the situation. Like, you know, just skipping ahead a little bit to the luau, when Deandra and Brandy are having this conversation, Cameron's like, well, I think what's happening here is Brandy feels guilty. She's regretting going. And now like she kind of can't take back what she said, but because now you're upset, but she, if she had never gone, this wouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is the appropriate voice of reason. And Stephanie is just over there fixing her lipstick because I think Stephanie is so like sorely team Brandy, like in a blind way. It, it, and it's right. hurting her because I don't think Brandy's going to come out as being anybody's fan favorite this year. So it's right. not, it's not good for, for business or for optics. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I just want her to get into the mix a little bit more. Like, right. I, you know, I don't I like want to see. She used to fight with Cam a, a little totally, bit. Like there at was least some with something. There. Yeah. She and hasn't, you know, they made frust- up and we never saw anything mm-hmm. of it. And as frustrating as Carrie can be to me, at least she she will get in the mix. She's not afraid to kind of, you know, speak her mind or give an opinion. And sometimes I feel like, mm-hmm. Seth, like, I want your opinion on this. Like, mm. I want you to take a side. I want to, and I and Cam too, I think does at least, she will say, take a side. Or she'll, she'll throw a shady comment in the confessional or she'll, you know, she'll give me some comedy. Like Cam is great. Give me comedy when they cut to even a personal scene. I'll laugh at her in the towel and had, you know, going in the car. Um, but uh, yeah, Steph, I don't know. And people are going to, people get mad at me. I talk about Stephanie and people get mad. They say, oh, but no, she's listen. such a gem. And I think she's sweet and lovely. Probably a great human being. Yeah, she's very kind. She like responds to everyone who praises her as like, thank you so much. You're so sweet. And I'm like, that's great. But we need to talk about that too for a second though, because we all uh, know that these people also have people doing that on social media. So let's just put, mm-hmm. let's just clear that up. But like kind is not a good housewife make, in my opinion. And also I need to see a little bit more pushback of I don't think there's been enough follow through of what's gone on with this whole locker situation. Like we saw it in the original like episodes where her husband was very demeaning about the whole project, which in my opinion, I was like, he's really not into supporting you. If he doesn't even see the opportunity for a, a tax write-off B like, 
it's just simply good for business and good optics, as I just said, to have your wife do this. And for him to take that opportunity to still be like, and you won't get anything done. You're going to have to sleep with some people to pay up for these costs. I'm like, okay, but like, you're on camera and she's helping needy high schools who have been like hit by natural And you disasters. know, if this is how someone is on camera, uh-huh. I can only imagine what it's like off camera. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's part of the reason why I'm turning on Stephanie too a little bit. I don't like Travis and I don't like the way he treats her. And yeah, it's bad. It's frustrating. I mean, we see that we, they're on this private jet. Something about taking a private jet to a high school that is so sorely in need of things. Beyond, I felt the same probably. way. And I, I know we're in a pandemic, house. but I know I get it. We're in a pandemic, but that, that something felt weird about that. And I don't even, I can't even put my finger on it, but it is, I, I don't know if it's the money, like should that money be spent towards the lockers instead of doing this? But I then mean, also at the least- athletic lockers. We didn't look, even do the know. whole school full of lockers. So I'm just like, okay, you're mad. At, oh yeah, okay. I'm just like, maybe if we didn't give them an NFL locker room, we actually could have given lockers to the whole school and not like, or more than mm. one school. I don't know, but- I know, and we a, shouldn't pick apart the charity thing. So we're, we're happy they're doing charity. That's I'm not what we're saying I'm happy they're doing charity, here. but right. it's like, if you're going to be giving your wife shit for spending money on a needy school, but you're like, okay, so everyone hop on the private jet. Like, was it a gift? Was it a free gift? Did of the Bravo jet? play for the jet? I, I highly know. doubt that. Not Unclear. Dallas. Like, <laughs> and if that's the case, if someone's willing to like gift you this charter, they're giving they a bus ride on Bet Dallas. They'll pay right. for the bus ticket. Then why couldn't they like go in with you as partners on the school? I don't know. It just felt. I yeah. mean, I'm not judging the way they travel. Like you said, it is a pandemic. Although it's Texas. Like, granted, Texas is huge, but, like, they went from Texas to Texas. They didn't go mm. from, like, Texas to Arizona. So that would have made a little bit more sense to me. I mean, I don't know how far away Beaumont, Texas is from Dallas. I used to live in Dallas, never been to Beaumont. Um, I will d- absolutely be looking that up. But in the meantime, I'm just, like, I don't know. It just felt yeah. strange. And it just felt... Look, we don't was- have all the answers, but we do have opinions on it. Yes, exactly. And it did feel... Um, very housewivey that Stephanie was like, I don't get a lot of celebration. And it's so sad that this isn't how we wanted it to, like she wanted ribbons and a red carpet and like big scissors. And she was like, this isn't the way we wanted to celebrate the new lockers, but we're going to make the best of it. This is what God gave us. And <laughs> that made all me of, laugh. Yeah. All of the marriage stuff on Dallas is really hard for me because when they talk about like getting allowances and all of that, I'm just like, what year are we in? And I know there are people like that. And so they're representing a certain population of the world. And I get that, but uh, it's, that stuff is weird to me. I'm like, what are you you all talking about? Right. Right. They could have drove. They could have taken a bus. But why do I'm even when the cam relationship, I'm like, why are they, she's always talking about court giving her an allowance. You know, that makes me, that is something also to consider. I, but I will say court, the way he handles Cam. Is it court or court? I always get this court. confused. I think okay. it's court. Yeah, like okay. like a, like a his name is really just court. I think it's short okay. for Courtney, but I also don't think it is at all. Um, but I, <laughs> I find it interesting because Cam, for someone who does so much to make us, to sell the grown up Paris Hilton Barbie L Woods vibe like I'm dumb don't ever ask me anything she then delivers where she's like yeah so we got an offer on our house and our house is sold and you didn't tell me and I saw it on Redfin and I'm like okay so yeah, you're with got, it yeah she's I don't think Cam is is dumb I like I do like Cam a lot like even when I 
when I don't like her, I'll find things that make me laugh or I'll endear me to her a little bit. And uh, I think she has probably told her husband that she likes to remain in the dark most of the time, but then he, you know, sells the house from under her and she's like, yeah, so not that though. I want to know where I'm living. And I mean, I think his response was at least a little bit better than like someone of Travis who he said, you know, I just want you to have your dream. And I didn't want to tell you anything, you know, until I could guarantee that for you. And I, I really do love you. I'll make a better effort at telling you the big decisions. Whereas Travis is like, yeah, I didn't believe in you, but um, good job. I sort of wish we I I sort of wish on Dallas we could get all the husbands together and get a little more from them I think we would we would get a strong opinion either way we would either fall in love with them and think we had the wrong opinion of them or if we saw them all together we would despise them and realize they're all awful human beings like you know from what Mm -hmm. we've seen of the husbands I don't think they want to be on camera because I I maybe we would judge them very harshly and they'd be not coming across well yeah, definitely probably Brandy's husband. But um I, When's I, the last time we saw him? We saw exactly. him in like one quick little moment. And that's all. And that says something. With the exception of Tiffany Moon's husband, who I think is a great man, probably. I mean, if not great, he's at least rich. I love how Tiffany Casby <laughs> dropped to me that he owns he's a at Hyatt. Least rich. Excuse he's at least me. Rich. I was like, girl, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, first of all, why are we not just there? Like, let's just go to the Hyatt. Let's go to the Renaissance and just be there. And I like that she was like, we're going to throw a party and I'm going to do it at one of my husband's hotels. I was like, well, we should have been having all the parties there. Right. We have a good hotel party. And, and by the way, with Tiffany Moon, that I uh, something that I don't think it's discussed enough is her fashion. And I think for a first season, season housewife, some of her confessional looks, the one with like the beaded chest. Do you know yeah. which one I'm talking about? Stunning. And then also on social media, she posted, I don't know if it's her actual re- reunion dress or if she just alluded to it being a possibility for her reunion dress, but it was like stunning. I feel like she's got style down really well for a first season oh, housewife. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I was following her well before the season started when it was confirmed that she was going to be a housewife and her um, TikToks, like it were so centered around fashion and they were very funny and, you know, her practicing for going to the mall after the pandemic was over, like she was like on a treadmill and heels with like a little Birkin bag or something like practicing like her car to run through the mall when there's the, the malls reopen. Like it was, it's really cute, fun humor. And I think she looks great in all of them. And I was like, oh, so this girl's got money and style. And I was very it feels, into it. It feels sort of effortless in terms of her style. Like it doesn't feel right. like she's trying to put on like a crazy look or or do something outrageous I, I mean, i've just really noticed that the past couple of weeks i'm watching like her confession I'm like she looks like amazing for usually first season people come in and they're you know they don't have a stylist yet or they're mm-hmm. they have the wrong stylist or whatever and um i think she really got it down yeah she curated a lot of great looks i'm very happy for her that she got a reception from her mother that was different than what she had anticipated and what she had come to know as um common i appreciate that you know she's been very open about that but and maybe it's because her mom knew she was on camera maybe she's had a change of heart maybe because she knows her daughter is saving people during the middle of a pandemic that having a little bit more time with her family isn't the worst thing in the world whatever the reason i'm glad that her mother did not embarrass her on national television because we see that with deandra and it is not great so i'm happy that she got something different and a little bit of like Okay, great. It's great that you'll spend more time with your kids. Cause I'm like, it is great that she'll spend more time with her kids as literally she's saving people's lives right now and people who cannot spend time with their kids. Do you, do you think it's a big mind fuck for Deandra to be on the show? Because the best scenes are 
the scenes with her mother, but they're always a hot mess. Like they're always, they inevitably uh, can't get on the same page and inevitably Mama D is either mean or shady or whatever to her daughter. So in preparation for the season, there's got to be some level of Deandra's that's like, I don't want to be humiliated by my mother on camera again. But then also, I know that that's what everyone wants. And producers probably want that. And the audience wants that. And it's compelling TV. So that must be a mindfuck. I actually think Deandra is an incredibly savvy businesswoman. When I interviewed her for my podcast a while ago, she ever so lightly let me know basically that the whole show became Housewives because she would not be a part of anything that wasn't an established franchise already. And as we know, season one, it was not going to be Housewives. And because they wanted her, this was happening. But I also got from her, she gave me, she knows that people love her mother no matter what. And because she's a good businesswoman to her, it's like a, it's like a, a marketing thing. You got to right. spend the money to make the money. So she's investing herself in the hopes of they'll keep her on and they will. They're not going to, they would have kept Mama D if they would have, if they could have kept Mama D on the show by herself, they probably would have found a way. Not saying DeAndre isn't, you know, great as a cast member of her own. I think she's- No, but it's their well. relationship. Yeah, it's right. their but relationship. But I actually think also Mama D wanted to probably be on the show. Like she seems like she wants this and that she missed the bus like so many times. But she genuinely also thinks this way. And Deandra, I, it's fascinating to me that Deandra has to apologize for things she's not even wrong about. Like she's apologizing to Mama D and feels guilty to Mama D about Mama D embarrassing her in front of all her friends. That was crazy to me. And I think right. that a lot of these things, her mom probably did tell her, it, you know, Simmons will take you farther. It's a good idea. If she did want it for her, her dad, her stepdad, if she did want to change her last name because of him and his investment in her life and everything, Mama D probably's response was, that's a good idea. It'll mm. take you farther. And that's kind of where that came from. Like, okay, yeah, you're right. And as it has gotten her farther, that's Mama D's revisionist history. Like, that's the reason why she wanted to do it. Because I thought it was going to be a great idea. Because like, to me, the idea that Mama D could shame DeAndre for that, because maybe it wasn't shaming. I think their language is just so misconstrued to each other because mm. Mama D was just explaining how she basically was like a gold digger. Like she said, she picked her husband out of a Forbes oh magazine God, wasn't that wild? and said, you. Like, it's crazy. So she probably wasn't even making a dig at DeAndre. She was like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's smart. Honestly, it's the, the best part of this franchise is that mother-daughter stuff. I think- if any, if Dallas is remembered for anything aside from Leanne behind the door talking about Carrie's <laughs> husband, it's the relationship between those two. And I and I, we all want. That. I think we all want more of it. And and I I worry if they were to give us even more of it, then we it might be too much. But uh, I, they leave us wanting more. I think it's it's good and where it's at. I do find it so interesting that Deandra needs to always have a buffer. That's always so sad to me. But like she was looking she was looking to brandy to even kind of be a buffer between her and her mom who didn't get it you know the whole shaman thing and now we got this great term cafeteria christian where i cackled at that but i also find the answer to be insanely like kind of likable and funny i found it great that she pulled her this was housewives to me she pulled out her pendulum and was like so is it christian to have oh a yeah pendulum? perfect i, I thought gave the same me thing this. 
Right. Like maybe you're right. Maybe I'm doing this because I have demonic spirits in me. Is this going to help? And I'm like, this was a, the dig of all days. Like, that's what we need. Magical. That's the energy we need from these women. Like yes. that's what I'm looking for. And even it looks like in the coming attractions that her and Brandy get into it. And, and that, yeah, we just need, I, I want them all to step up a little bit. Like, you know, it, they need to meet doesn't Deandra it sort of, where she is. Right. Doesn't it sort of feel like, I, I don't know. And I, I, I guess this season was probably tough because Brandy obviously has a relationship with the rest of the cast members, like they're friends outside of the show. Or, and so I would imagine no one wanted to call out a lot of that behavior. But on Housewives, we need you to call out when, right. when the audience is seeing a behavior and the other cast members aren't reacting to it the way we are we're all sitting there watching being like, why isn't anyone saying anything? Like mm -hmm. that's, that's the first half of the season of Dallas. I think we were all watching it saying like, somebody speak up and say what we're thinking about the Brandy situation or the Tiff Brandy, Tiffany dynamic. And now at least it seems like Deandra maybe does. I, I haven't seen the episode this week yet, but I, I imagine that was tough for Stephanie or Cam who mm -hmm. probably are friends and they knew it would be, hard to bring that up on camera but so that's why it feels like they're not giving us as much because but that's the work part of this being work like we're not just yeah, gonna watch you and your friends just be your friends because then any friend group could have this you know what i mean like it could be any of us that has a camera group following us around and it feels a little bit reminiscent of beverly hills to me where they have this truce and this like allyship where they're like we won't go after each other or anything like that and look at how where that's gotten us it's not gotten us received very well because now i don't know what we have in store for beverly hills but i don't have high hopes and dallas can't afford people's hopes to get any lower no, they cannot no. so no. I don't know where we go from here. I, I totally agree with you. I think that it's, they definitely need to step it up. I think that the best decision that Brandy could have ever done for herself and for this show is to leave it. And if it's true that she's kind of contemplating coming back because Tiffany won't be there, I think that then we're, we're going to count the days that right. Dallas remains on TV. And I think if Dallas comes back next season, which I'm sure they will, but they need to bring in a firecrack a firecracker they need like yes. a big personality and jennifer really... wasn't gonna be it is that her name uh, i don't even know yeah, who Jen, she I don't... Is. well yeah we just need a big ass tiffany was a great addition but we need a big ass personality in the way that uh, not the same kind of personality as leanne but that a big we need a big personality like i that. agree we, i mean it's what's missing crazy is you remember style network yeah oh yeah Yes. They had like two or three Southern based and Texas based reality shows, all of them very good. I want to say Dallas Divas and Daughters is the one it's giving me. And I think that's the one that Heidi Dillon was on or it was Big Rich Texas. But either way, where are those women? I'm, there's, a, there's one woman on there who I know for a fact who had a daughter. Her daughter's name was Hannah. Her husband was rich and he was Spanish. And she like was very much the white woman who was like, I have a hot Latin lover type thing. But like- she was a Leanne, but better because she had money. So she had a lot less, a lot, lot more to lose. She would be an excellent addition on the show. But I'm like, where are these? Th they've cast it in Dallas before. And even they don't have to be necessarily, I don't think like a, a me, I'm not saying mean spirited person or like a, they don't have to be yeah, overly large, villainous. Large we just need something, a large, yeah, because, you know, it's getting sleepy, some of the uh, group mm -hmm. scenes where I'm like, okay, Stephanie's not saying anything. Brandy's not saying anything this season because of everything, you know, she's a, seemingly afraid to kind of speak up sometimes. 
Um, I know this uh, a couple weeks ago, she did get in the mix more, but uh, Cam just is sort of sitting there. Deandra, she's she's bringing us some stuff, but a lot of times in the group scenes, it just feels like they're all a little sleepy. They're getting yeah, a little sleepy. It's very sleepy. I mean, the only good thing I could say truly about the end of this episode is I'm glad Tiffany was able to redeem herself as a party host. This party was beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was seamless. They had a couple digs. She was ready. She had fresh flowers flown in from Hawaii for Lay's. Like it was gorgeous. And it's at a hotel that she owns. What? Right. I was very happy about that. So I'm glad that they had that. And I, I'll at least watch another week because you know the whole cafeteria Christian thing and the pendulum made me very no. And this the preview for this week looks great. Like I think they're. I hope the rest of the season we're on an upward slope and. And I also think they'll bring it at the reunion. It seems like they've all been getting a little messier on social media. Maybe that's due to the fact Good. that they're, you know, maybe they're all thinking we need to step this up a little bit. And so I think the I think the rest of the season will hopefully be good and the reunion will be good. We'll see. Great. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that gives me a little bit of hope, which is always what you do, Danny. You always give me hope, but I can continue watching these people another week. Where no, can I know. other we always people- will. We are, We're always going to keep watching them, whether we like it or not. We're in exactly. this for the long I'm, haul. I'm deep into the cult now. <laughs> and by the way, I want to say, even when they're giving us a shitty episode, I still think it's good TV. Like I, mm-hmm. I'll still enjoy watching it. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to break it down and we're going to analyze the shit out of it, but we're going to yeah. watch it. Like, I'm not going to watch 60 minutes, but I will watch this in, like, continuum. Like, I will never be bored with Housewives, even when it's boring. Where can people listen to more of your amazing hot takes, deep dives? Like, indulge us. Tell us where to listen to you. Go go subscribe uh, to Everything Iconic. That's the name of my podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, wherever. And you can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, and you absolutely should go and do that right away. Thank you for having me. Um, this was course, so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. It's always a great time with you. And oh, y'all, yeah. of course, I didn't talk about all the other shows from this week is the episode that I did with Kiki from the Talk of Shame. The TikTok Queen and Extraordinaire is already out of everything else. And I'll have another episode coming out this week because I'm bored, I guess. And Are you tired? You must be I tired. I am exhausted, but I'm also in the house quarantining after my second dose. So it's fine. Like I have nothing else to do but watch TV and talk about it. So for more, of course, information on me and everything that you got here and a little bit of extra, you can, of course, follow me on all the things mixing with Monty at M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay home-ish. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening to another bonus episode of Mixing with Monty. If you like what you hear, feel free to let me know by following me at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I on Instagram and Twitter and tell me your thoughts and feelings. If you love it so much, you just can't get enough, feel free to rate me five stars and leave me a little review on Apple iTunes Podcasts so other people just like you can find me and our little mixer.